This podcast is sponsored by Tell2App.com. Welcome to The Life of a Networker. On this podcast, we are featuring industry leaders from the network marketing profession to share with you the stories, inspiration, and leadership. Now, here is global business developer, leader in authentic sharing technology, your host, Mr. Mike Fedick. Hey guys, how are you? Mike Fedick here with The Life of a Networker, and uh, we are excited today. We are in the studio. I'm in my studio, Ray's in his studio, and Chris is in his, and we're still building uh, this podcast on a virtual. And eventually, like I've said, we're going to end up in uh, living rooms and couches and uh, doing more live interviews as uh, the world is coming back together. But uh, we are fortunate this morning uh, to have Ray Higdon. And uh, many of you, uh, I don't. there's not a lot that I need to say. You know Ray. You've either followed him. You've been to his uh, different trainings. You've bought his courses or you've been into uh, what I call it the biggest private Facebook group in network marketing for training. And so uh, we're fortunate to have Ray. Ray, welcome this morning. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. Well, Rank Makers is, uh, is something that I respect. I remember you and I first met at AMP um, when we had uh, uh, booths next to each other. I had the Rapid yep. Funnel booth and you had yours. And uh, that was our first time getting connected. And um, you know, over the years, I've been following you and respect everything um, that you've done uh, really for the industry. I, I've been now on the consulting side myself for the last couple of years. And I I've always people ask me, how is the transition to go from a distributor to a consultant? I said, man, it's great because what happens is you basically get the whole industry part of your team, right? So it's not like you're now with one company and one team and you've done a really great job of that. But let's start back where it all started because Rankmakers is where it is today and, and you've had the success you've had. But I know there was a starting point when you were brand new, like some of our listeners. So tell us your, a little bit of your story. So it was, uh, I believe, February of 2006 is when I joined my first network marketing company. I was I was focused on real estate, so I was in real estate here in the state of Florida, and so um, you know I'm making you know, pretty good money in, in real estate, as everyone was in that year of, yes. of Florida real estate, and and so you know I'd had all kinds of people approach me over the years, and I'm like oh, I'm not doing your little thing, you know I just I just you know kind of poo pooed it, and me and a partner, we were buying uh, rental properties in, in the ghetto. And so this is rough areas. And our math was just, I think it's good for people to you know hear this kind of perspective. Our math was if it made $100 a door profit per month, that was a good deal for us. So we, you know, we would buy a duplex if it made 200 bucks a month over the principal interest taxes, insurance and um, uh, vacancy, you know, that was a, that was a good deal. And you know, one, you're taking on hundred grand in debt or or more. You're you know dealing with uh, interesting tenants. You know, I had um, you know I've had you know tenants pull out guns. I had uh, one tenant that took a bat. They we they weren't paying. We had to you know evict them. So they took a bat to the toilet, and then they smeared peanut butter everywhere. And there was all kinds of bugs in there when we made it in there. And so like we dealt with all kinds of stuff for a hundred bucks a month. Wow. Passive. Right. And so I meet this lady and, you know, she tells me, or no, my partner said, Hey man, you should, you should take a look at this. And I'm like, I'm oh, one of those things. Uh, and then he introduces me to a lady and, and I'm like, well, how much, you know, you making with it? And she said, Oh, right now I'm making 8,000 a month passive. I'm like 8,000 a month. I'm like, dang. And I'm like, and I'm like thinking like, 
She's not at risk of a lawsuit. She's not chasing out drug dealers. She's not <laughs> cleaning up crack vials or anything like that. I'm like, damn, that sounds pretty sweet, actually. And, and so I'm like, you know what? I, I think I'm going to do this on the side. And so the problem was, though, was my ego. And actually, two problems. One, my ego. Two, how they handled my ego. <laughs> and so... I'm like, ah, I don't need to do it your way. I'm going to do it my way. And so I, I would make a lot of sales because I had a pretty extensive sales background. I mean, I'd been on the road selling, I, I, I you know, platform sold, et cetera. And so I wasn't very duplicatable, um, wasn't very coachable. And the way that, that that same lady handled it is she just called me out publicly. She like, you know, really took it upon herself to make me look stupid. So I eventually leave and say, never again, I'm not going to do this stuff. And long story short, uh, 2009, the real estate market has crashed. I'm wiped out. I'm dead broke. I've lost everything. I'm in foreclosure. I went through a divorce. I'm sleeping on my buddy's couch. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. No one's hiring because everyone in Florida was affected by real estate. No one's hiring my credit shot. I got two credit cards left. Someone invites me to a meeting and, and I'm like, I, I knew what it was. They didn't say, but they're like, hey, come to this meeting. And I knew what it was, which I'd sworn off. But I'm like, what are my options here? Right. Like, like, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do, literally. And so I went there and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to figure this out. And so I showed up differently. I showed up with a coachability. I showed up with a, you know, this is my main thing. It's my only thing because I got nothing else going on. And uh, long story short, I became the number one income earner in that company. Um, back then, you know, in 2009, I was doing a lot of stuff on social media when it wasn't popular in network marketing. And I remember going to the first conference and this guy came up to me and says, hey, uh, I hear you recruit a lot of people on Facebook. And I said, uh, yeah, you know, and he's like, well, I prefer duplication. <laughs> right? And he just walked away and I'm just like, Okay. And like, I love that stuff. Like people don't know that. Right. So like, sure. I just like feeds, I just like, I'm, I just eat it up. I just love it, man. I love doubt. And, and so, uh, you know, like seven months later, I was the number one earner, you know, in the company. And um, so I think that's important to share before I ever became a coach or a trainer, I, I was the number one earner of a company. And so I know what it's like to be in the field. And um, long story short, I know I've said this three times now, but uh, 2016, uh, my wife and I, I got, you know, we got married 10 years ago, um, this week actually. And, um, and, you know, we decided to retire from actively building any company and focus on coaching and training at the profession level. We felt like that was, uh, we would serve the profession better at that level. Uh, it was a hard decision. Uh, we're still friends with all of our, you know, past teammates and everything. And, uh, so we, you know, we love what we do. So now we coach and train the network marketing space. I speak at a lot of different company events and I work with a lot of leaders. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, you know, I mean, for our listeners out there, there were some, a lot of things that Ray said that were really key in there. But the one I want to point out is he showed up differently, right? And, and that's what each of you that are struggling, or maybe you're not even struggling, you got started and you just didn't do anything and six months went by or the COVID, all that stuff happened and you, you got distracted for whatever reason, but you can show up differently. You can go tomorrow to your team call. You can go to your event this weekend. You can go to uh, one of Ray's events and he'll promote a few of those and tell you about those, but you can show up differently. And I think that's a big, uh, a big key for many of you that really want to get off, uh, you know, off the ground and get your business up and running. Ray, what do you think are some of the 
the reasons people get off to a, a really good start in network marketing rather than the negative and tell why all the people don't get started. We know 70% never do anything. Let's leave them alone. What about the few that you've coached, you've witnessed, you've worked with closely? What are some of the key things that they do to get their businesses, you know, in 90 days to six months to the first year, uh, really off the ground the right way? Yeah, uh, it's a good, good question. Um, one, they ask. They ask a lot of people. And, you know, if, there, if there's one thing that is, is the most important factor of are you building a business or are you not is how many people did you ask last week if they were open to your product or service or opportunity? And, and so people will come up to me all the time and, you know, they hear my story and they're like, Ray, I'm just in the same situation as you. I'm, you know, dead broke for closure. I'm really wanting to make it happen. And I want to be a top earner. Now, I'll know with one question if they're truly where I, I was. And I'll say, how many people did you ask last week if they were open to your product service or opportunity? If it's single digits, then they're not. They're just not. And, and so if it's zero to nine, then they're not, no matter what they say, no matter if they're waiting for their business cards or their logo or their glamour shots or whatever they're waiting for, they aren't in the same place because I took imperfect action at a very intense level. I had um, you know, read a book called Go For No. I really adopted that philosophy and I decided every day I'm going to get 20 no's a day. Before my head hits a pillow, I have to get 20 no's a day. And that's what I did. And, you know, for six months, I got 20 no's a day, every single day, no matter what. And uh, to my knowledge, I've had three people tell me that they did that same plan of getting 20 no's a day every day for six months. All three became million dollar earners. Wow. You know, and 20 no's a day doesn't mean you're reaching out to 20 people a day because you'll get maybes. You'll get non-responses. Like, like that's, that's really a very specific metric. And uh, even if you're like, if you're a really, really skilled recruiter or producer or salesperson, 20 knows a day. I mean, one, you know, it's probably difficult for someone super skilled because you'll get yeses. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you did, that means you would be reaching out to people you're uncomfortable reaching out to, which are probably higher up the social economic chain, which means you would probably make a lot of money if you did, if, if you're highly, highly skilled. And, you know, sometimes people of high skill, they hear the go for no, and they're like, mm -mm, I want yeses. And that's just not, not healthy to teach your team. And it's not, it, it means you're, you're not, you're not doing things in, in my opinion, you're not teaching, you're not teaching your people the, the right way. And so I would say they asked a lot of people, they decided that they were going to show up whether they felt like it or not. And, um, you know, those, those, are, and I would say if they're a super recruiter, now not everyone's a super recruiter, but if they're a super recruiter, they have one thing that others don't, and that's posture. And we define posture as the belief in what you have, regardless of external acceptance or approval. So I didn't need someone to agree with my idea as a network marketer. I didn't need someone to agree with my company, my product, my opportunity, the concept of network marketing. I didn't need agreement, acceptance, or approval. I was going to do it with or without them. And so like that, that's posture. I'm going to do this with or without you. I'd love to do it with you. And that is the big difference between a super recruiter, someone who I would say recruits, you know, I mean, it depends on the buy-in level, but 20, 30 people a month or more uh, versus someone who doesn't. Nice, nice. Well, I mean, you said again, so many great things, but for those you know, that are always looking for the book. You're looking for the, the training guide. And I know Ray will talk about his social media book that him and his wife have put together. And that'll kind of lead us into the next question. But go for no. That's a great book. 20 no's a day. You can do that for six months. I mean, listen, is it worth it? 
you know, think about it. I mean, he said that the three people that did it are million dollar earners, right? I mean, that's, you know, around 85 grand a month, you know, for six months to go get beat up, to go get a bunch of no's, to then build something to make 85 grand a month and, 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 and sit back and, you know, after you build and have fun and go enjoy life. So well worth it and, and great advice, Ray. And, you know, listen, let's talk a little bit about one of your favorite things. And I know, you know, and the, the question is, is queued up for you to say, of course, uh, but you know, let's have some fun and talk a little more in depth about it. But, you know, social media, can this really help someone catapult their business? Can it help someone who's been around for three years that really just was hesitant, right? Whether, whether it's fear to be on Facebook, whether they're worried about a video and what their friends are going to think about them, whatever the things are out there that are holding people back from really developing into not just Facebook now, right? We're Facebook's like dinosaur, right? We're talking Instagram and TikTok and all the other stuff you said. But what are some things that are some training, some books you recommend? What can people do to get more comfortable on social media? Because I know you believe it can really help their business. I mean, it's, you know, it's just such a magnifier, you know, and, and I did both, by the way. I mean, I've, I've done hundreds and hundreds of home meetings. I've done hundreds of Panera Bread and Starbucks <laughs> meetings. I, I've done all that stuff. And, and I'm, I mean, I've done it and I've done presentations in rowdy college night bars on shot nights. I've done it in where the husband is pissed off that the wife joined, right? That was a, that was a good one. So I remember we get this, you know, we recruited this, uh, this lady and she's like, yeah, come to my house to do a presentation. I'm like, okay. And so I go there and turns out her husband had decided to rally against her. So he invites all his buddies over. That's an, it's an open floor plan. They're making margaritas while I'm trying to present. They're going out back, smoking weed, coming back in. And, and I just, I'm just an animal. And so like, I just go harder. I just go harder. And by the end, all of his buddies are listening. Oh, that's great. (laughs) And, you know, so, so I, you know, I've done it. I've done, I've done the traditional, I've done the face-to-face. I've done, I've done all those things. The difference in network mark and in using social media for network marketing is it's just more efficient. I can reach way more people. I can message way more people than you can ever possibly talk to face to face. And that's not me discounting face to face. I had entire teams that they didn't use social media and they and they they built large organizations. Um, you know, uh, last year we saw a lot of things happen. Uh, all of a sudden you know, with the pandemic, with the quarantine, there were companies reaching out to me that never reached out to me. And they're like, hey, we need to do something. Because if you solely relied on offline, on traditional, your business came to a grinding halt. And so there's kind of like, one, it is it is more efficient. Two, you know, you, you entered some some tougher times. And depending on where you live, it may still be tough. And so I just see social media as a much more, it's just a very efficient way to reach more people. It's a much, much more efficient way of marketing for sure. And, and so, you know, it's something that if you don't embrace it, you're going to have a retention issue because I assure you the people you're recruiting offline are on social media. And when they come into your team and realize that you don't teach social media, it's just weird. And so they're going to leave. And so it's almost like, you know, it's almost like you have to embrace social media at this point. There are large Amish communities in network marketing. That's that's true. Um, So, okay, in that scenario, you're okay. But other than that, there's not a lot of safety if you're not on social media and not teaching your team social media strategies. No, that's great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Amish, you'll appreciate this. A buddy of mine launched a company about two years ago. It's uh, sanitary napkins for women. And uh, he's, he built, um, you know, about a four, four, I think a four tiered 
type of system. So it's network marketing, but more falls in the affiliate. Uh, but uh, they've got about 56,000 customers and 50%, 55% are from the Amish community. They love wow. network marketing because of the freedom uh, that it gives them. So Ray, let's switch gears a little bit because I know and I believe that you're probably the best. I mean, of all the trainers out there, uh, I see you guys doing it the most. Um, I, I hear great things about you from, from a lot of my great friends. I just had Austin Zuloff here stay with me for a few days and he loves you guys. But one thing you guys do, the importance of recognition, right? And I don't care if you got one person on your team and you're, you're building now and just getting started or you got 10,000. What has reckon, what does recognition do for, for people's business and what has it really done for, for, for rank makers? Because you guys are you know, always recognizing people. There's a, there's a great quote out there uh, from Napoleon, not Napoleon Hill, the other one. And uh, he says, I've learned men will die for colored strips of ribbon. And there's two observations from that. So he's referring to, you know, uh, war medals, right? War, you know, winning in war or whatever. There's two observations there. One, you know, the obvious that people want recognition. But the other one, which leaders need to pay attention to, is that he wasn't one of them. Because for you to make that observation, you, you, can't, you can't be one of them. You know, you have to say, wait a minute, I've learned this thing about others, not him. Right. He didn't care about the ribbons, I don't think, you know, he but he noticed that, hey, this would get people to do things powerful. And and so the company usually does a pretty good job of recognizing at rank. So if someone hits whatever star 100 diamond, you know, whatever. Right. Company usually does a pretty good job. But where the company does not do a good job and, and I and I think it's more on the team is the recognition between ranks. Right. What is the activities that people are doing that will lead them to the next rank? But they're not just they're, they're not there yet. So when we were uh, running our team, we had this uh, you know document in our in our group and uh, people had to fill it out. And if they you know, if they uh, prospected 20 people, they would get a badge. Right. And it's you know kind of the honor system. If they brought in five or more customers, they would get a different badge and we would post it on their profile and give them a little shout out. And and they loved it. And so we we copied, you know, that concept and altered it a little bit and, and put that into rank makers. And I really think because of that is why we've driven one of the main reasons we've driven so much production. So in the last three years, we've helped network marketers in our rank makers group bring in 300,000 new customers, 71,000 new reps and achieve 14,000 rank advances. And so every week they're filling out the tracker and we're recognizing, you know, those who, you know, did things, those who rank advanced, those who brought in a customer or a rep or five or more, uh, those who even prospected. So we're making them feel good for their level of activity, their level of result. And that is just such a powerful way to show up in your, in your team. And a lot of leaders will hear that and think, oh, that's, that's, you know, that's a lot of work. Well, what, you know, what's more work, what's more work is to build new teams, right? It's harder to do that than just, you know, take a little bit of time. And, and often it's not the leader that's doing the recognizing. You locate the cheerleader personalities in your team that would love to do it, enable them, empower them and allow them to do it. And that, and that will work. And so, um, you know, it's always like, for example, when you run a contest, how do most people run contests? First, second, third. Well, you've already taken 95% of your organization and they'll say, I can't beat Austin. I can't beat Chris. I go, why bother? Right. I mean, they literally run their life by two words. Why bother? 
because, and a lot of times it, it traces back to their childhood of no matter what they did, it wasn't good enough for their parents. So why bother? Well, this is just another example. Why bother? And so anytime we would run a contest, we always want to have do this, get that. Right. So yeah, have a first, second, third, nothing wrong with that. It's a good idea. Get the you know top five percenters battling it out and increase it by 12% or 15%. But let's get a lot of people doing a little. Let's get, let's get these thousands, tens of thousands of people to bring in one, to bring in two, maybe. And, and so like, it's always thinking that way of how, how do I make them feel good for their level of desire, level of result? And also, how do I get a lot of people doing a little? Because if you do that, all the checks take care of themselves. If you only focus on the super producers, which is often the case, then you know, you're, you're going to struggle. You're going to have people think, oh, well, that's nice for them, but not for me. And I want everyone to think, hey, man, this is super cool. I feel good being here, regardless of their level of skill, level of talent or result. Yeah, no, it's it's so key, and and I hope each of you are listening in because right, we got two audiences at all times, and we're speaking to the network marketing group, right? We've got we've got the success that the leaders that are on the six figure, the million dollar earner type folks, and 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 but majority is is the new people or is the people been around a while. They're looking for the nugget. They're looking for the one thing that you know. And we always laugh because it's not just the one thing, but we let them you know feel like they're still looking for the one thing. Uh, but but really, if there is one thing, like for the listeners out there. And with, you know, with me being tied into a technology platform for the last three years, I see the data and analytics, over 160,000 distributors. I can see all of the analytics uh, through different companies, whether it's crypto, health and wellness, financial services, travel, doesn't matter. But the one thing that can solve so many issues and problems in an organization, Ray, and you said it, is activity. Like if you recognize people for just going out there and talking to new people about their business, it gets them to do it again. And if they keep doing it again and again, they're going to strike and get some customers. They're going to get a new distributor eventually. It goes back again to what you talked about, 20 knows a day kind of thing. That's all activity driven. And I tell people all the time, I don't care how good your comp plan is. I don't care how good your products are, how good your company is. Without activity, it doesn't exist. And so uh, there's so many great things out there that you can do and, uh, and and talk about that. Ray, let's talk about the wrap up here in just a couple minutes, but uh, the importance of big events. And I know you've got uh, some some events coming up and, uh, and also uh, at, at your events, people can get into uh, different programs that you have, different books and stuff that you have. But let's talk about the importance of a big event when your next one's coming up. But more than just the listeners showing up to your event, whether it's a vi- virtual or whether it's in person, what is the difference of you coming by yourself or turning around and really promoting that to your team and bringing four or five people with you to that event, whether it's virtual or in person? Yeah, it, it just means you're, you're, you're thinking like a business owner and you're thinking in leverage. You know, I don't, I don't know if the metrics have been done on virtual, but I heard many years ago that for every, for every person you get to an event, you can estimate that you're you'll be making a thousand dollars ahead for that uh, for that year. So if you bring a hundred people, you're probably going to be at at six figures. True. And and I've found that roughly to be true. Now I don't know the math on virtual. I don't know if it's double. I don't I don't know if it's same. I, I have no idea. But it is. It's so important for you to think that way because that's leverage. And I remember the first person that that really inspired me in network marketing. Um, you know, this was a guy who's making hundred, you know, I think close to $200,000 a month. And there was one thing he did really well. And that is he got his people to events. 
He would help them rent vans. He would help them rent buses. Like he would do everything to get his people. Now, during the week, he wasn't the hardest worker. Like I didn't, I didn't see him really, you know, he wasn't a super recruiter. He wasn't a run every meeting guy, but boy, did he go all out. He, I mean, he went, he pushed all his chips in on getting people to events and that really served him. He was one of, you know, he was the biggest earner I had ever met at that, at that point. And it's just, it's just so important for your people to get that fired upness. And that's why, you know, in this day and age, there's a lot of companies that have, you know, have been struggling because they need that elixir. They need that, that motivation that comes from events of people hearing other people's stories, of people learning new tactics, et cetera. So it is. Now, as far as us, we actually just had our annual event uh, last month, but um, you know, we're always doing you know, different classes. We have different specials. Uh, like you mentioned, we have a few different books on Amazon, one on leadership, uh, which is uh, you know, very unique, um, and another one on social media. And then we also have you know, on sale right now is our 100K masterclass on what does it take to hit $100,000 a year in network marketing. And it's a mix of the tactics, but also the emotions, because the number one thing for you to create success is consistency. And there are two categories of people, and I've just found this from teaching this for over a decade. There are two categories of people. There are people like me who their coping mechanism is action. So they have no problem with consistency. They have a problem with joy and fulfillment. (laughs) So they work, 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 work. They hit all the awards and they make all the money, but they're just not happy. That's a small percentage of the population. That's really not who we're focused on in this this training. Uh, We're focused on the people who, based on a past observation, they've drawn the wrong conclusion to success. So because their parents were successful, but ignored them, they think, well, if I become successful, I'll have to ignore my kid. And I I don't want to do that. Or they saw their parents succeed and then fail. And so they're worried about losing it all. So if you never want to fall off the mountain, just don't climb it. And so it's not that, that, you know, people that aren't consistent are, are lazy is that they've drawn the wrong conclusion to success. That's why they get off the weight, the, you know, the weight loss plan. That's why they get off the, you know, doing the work. That's why they recruit someone then retreat. It's because they've drawn the wrong conclusion to success. So this, you know, this class, it's our master class, is a mix of the tactics, what you should be doing each and every day, but also the emotional side of it, of why aren't you consistent and helping you pinpoint, you know, that reason so you can get past it. But that's at higdengroup.com forward slash masterclass. Higdengroup.com forward slash masterclass. I got yes. it. Yep. Well, good stuff, Ray. I mean, listen, there's so much value here. And, and I really hope that our listeners uh, go and follow you. It's a safe place. Listen, there's always concerns with people that are in the training and all this and that, that, you know, eventually they'll go do another company kind of thing. And it happens every once in a while. I promise you, Ray is doing it the right way. He's at the category, you know, of of uh, Eric Worre and GoPro. I mean, I consider you guys the the number one and number two of our industry, and, and different different styles, different approaches, and and um, and I think just for the the newer folks, the folks that are really just getting their businesses up and running, um, I would point to you for Ray. He's got just some things that you can do immediately, you know, without having to spend fifteen grand. <laughs> you know, listen, I know there's some great courses out there, but you know, price wise and value and experience, uh, Ray and his wife are doing a great job. Ray, we're going to wrap up with some fun stuff, okay? So I'm going to ask you just basically A or B type of things, and we'll have some fun. Uh, I stole this from uh, the great Larry King. First one is iPhone or Android? iPhone. You the man. Wine or beer? Beer. Good man. Pizza or sushi? 
pizza, but good sushi is really, you know, nice. I love it, man. A winter trip with your family or on the beach in the Caribbean? You know, because we're in Florida, I would say winter just to mix it up. That's fair. Good stuff. Lunch with Jeff Bezos or Michael Jordan. Who are you going with? Jordan. Nice. I'm, I, 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 like, I knew I liked you. I'm going with Jordan, too. Uh-huh. Uh, last one, man. Rather read a book or listen to Audible? Audible. Ray Higdon, it's been a pleasure here at the Life of a Networker with you. Uh, we appreciate you. Appreciate everything, honestly, man, from the bottom of, of the whole industry's hearts. I don't mm-hmm. know uh, if you hear it enough. I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. But but we're super grateful for you. You're doing it the right way. You're keeping the profession professional, helping people market themselves the right way and attract good people into their business. Keep doing what you're doing, my friend. And we're grateful and appreciate you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Life of a Networker. We really hope you have gotten some inspiration or value from listening to our show. For more info or to reach out, visit us at thelifeofanetworker.com. This podcast is sponsored by the Tell2 app, powered by RapidFunnel. It's not just another app. It's an entirely new technology category. The Tell2 app gives you a genuine way to build real relationships with your customers and get quality referrals with less work from you. Go to tell2app.com and build your brand, your way, and tell your story better.